Hey, welcome back to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. Got my friend Billy Hofacker on here today. So he's going to tell us how we can have a more positive relationship with money. How's your relationship with money? Most of us, it's kind of weird, but uh, hey, Billy, thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely, Joe, man. Love it. Love what you're doing. And I'm excited to, uh, to chat. Yeah, appreciate you being on. So tell us a little, so where did you grow up? Yeah, so I, I actually, um, I don't know if it's interesting. I think it is. Um, it's either totally interesting or totally not interesting, but uh, I am 41 years old and uh, I have never moved. So I was wow. born in a, a place called Lindenhurst, New York. It's on Long Island. And I was the third of three. And uh, in 2005, uh, at age 25, uh, my parents retired down to Atlanta, Georgia area. Uh, and uh, I bought their home at that point. And I've been there ever since. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm from Huntsville and I currently live four minutes from where my original house is. Okay. I've lived a couple other places, but uh, this is home, man. So yep. I understand. Yep. Yeah. So tell us about what you do. What do you do for a living? So what I do for a living uh, for the most part is uh, I'm a fitness professional. Uh, so here on Long Island, I own two brick and mortar facilities and we do some other stuff as well. That, that's the bulk of it, but we do corporate training uh, and, uh, and then the rest of it is financial coaching uh, for other fit pros uh, financial coaching and some other types of coaching, you know, get a little bit outside of financial, a little bit on uh, mentorship and, and, uh, and lifestyle um, stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool, man. So let, yeah. let's get into your kind of your backstory, how you got into that. So you were at debt at one time. So how did, what happened with that? Yeah, a tremendous amount of debt. So it was, uh, it was about 10 years ago. It's funny, because I always say it was 10 years ago, but I, I was saying that last year. So it's probably like 11 years ago, or yeah. something, something like that. Uh, I was just, you know, kind of just living my life. I was married, uh, starting a family. I was either, you know, about to have our first kid or my wife was pregnant right around that time. And I just was kind of living like I found out later, like a lot of people just kind of thought, I thought things were good. Honestly, I was a personal trainer. I was also a professional martial artist and thought I was doing all right. And uh, one day I was getting ready for work, got a knock on the door and there's this guy standing on my porch. He's uh, jacked up tattoos on his neck and uh, I look, I look past him into the street and my, my brand new white Honda Accord was hooked up to his tow truck wow. and my car was being repossessed. And it was just a shock. And I, I didn't even realize like that was a thing. Like, you know, it's like, it wasn't like I was expecting it. It wasn't like, I thought that was a danger I was in. It was like, it was just that that's how disorganized I was with our, with our, with our finances. And so after that, that led to me uh, getting getting a little bit uh, uh, alert to what was going on. And, and then we, we dug a little deeper. We found out we had 130 something thousand dollars in non-mortgage debt, everything from medical bills, student loans on both sides, uh, loans with family members, loans with friends, uh, credit, high interest credit card debts. I had, I had, you know, you name it, we had it in terms of debt. Wow. So you just, is that something that you just woke up and you're like, oh my gosh, or did you kind of know you had some of that or what was the process with that? Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a pretty good example of uh, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. It was like, I remember like the first time I had no debt for a while and I was actually doing pretty well for a while, which I think helped me in the long run because it, I, I kind of knew what I, what I, how I could be or how I could live. But I remember the first time we were you know, we're somewhere, we're at the grocery store and we didn't quite have enough and you just put a little bit on the credit card and then, yeah. you know, that's how it starts. And then I remember being at, I had a door, at had a um, back door to my house. It was like broken. It was literally like wouldn't close. 
I didn't have any, I didn't have the money and like we need a door. So I went down to Lowe's and put on a credit card and then kind of like one thing after the next, and then kind of, kind of becomes normal. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, but it was not, it wasn't something I was like thinking about. It just, you know, up until that point, it was, I really wasn't, I wasn't really aware of it. I mean, if you would have asked me if I, if I owed money, I probably would have said yes, but it wasn't something I thought about. It wasn't something right. I was really aware of. Man. Yeah. So a death by a thousand cuts, it's probably how a lot of people get into debt. So you, yeah. you, you see the guys jacked up, dude's going to tow your car and you're like, all right, I got to do something. So where, where did you start? What was the first step? Yeah. So once that happened, it was, uh, it was, it was, it really started with that decision. You know, we, we were kind of uh, stressed out to say the least. And, you know, my wife and I had some, had some difficult conversations and I, I guess the very first thing we did was, you know, we decided we had enough and we were going to, we were going to start doing things a little bit differently. And we tried, we had, we, we had tried some other things. We did, we did get with a financial planner at one point and we just, we just weren't there. But at this point we were like, I've I been mean, from, I speak for myself. I was completely fed up. And one thing I had on my side, and I don't know if I realized it at the time, but I was like 30 years old or 31. And while of course I wish I was even younger when it happened, I, I felt like I did have some runway and I was like, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 40 one day either way. So I can either start taking these steps, um, you know, towards a better future, or I can just kind of do what I'm doing. And who knows, who knows where I'd end up. Thankfully uh, we got on a much better plan. We ended up you know, getting a coach. We ended up uh, getting accountability. We ended up, you know, just kind of working a plan. And, um, and I guess we'll talk about the results too. Yeah. So how did you find your coach? Was it referrals or how did you find that guy to work with? Yeah, so we actually uh, met a guy, a uh, guy in our, in our small group uh, church. He had mentioned Dave Ramsey, and I, I hadn't heard of him before that. And uh, we kind of looked into it, and uh, we signed up for his course through our church, and uh, and that's how we uh, that's how we got started. That's cool. So my my wife's a huge Dave Ramsey fan. So we actually got to meet him one time, but yeah, uh, she always preached all this Dave Ramsey stuff. I guess my son was paying attention because when he was I don't know maybe four or five years old, someone asked him like. Uh, so what would you do if you got $50,000? And he said, well, I'd pay off my student loans first. He's like five years old. <laughs> You've been listening too much Dave Ramsey. So, uh, so Dave Ramsey, yeah. So is that the kind of the concept you use to kind of start with a small debt and work from there? Yeah, we use the debt snowball uh, for our debt and uh, it worked really well for us. It was, um, yeah, we just, we, we basically just stuck to the plan. We didn't, a lot of people, they kind of follow it because we, we ended up after that, we ended up like leading it uh, several times and all that. And, and, you know, a lot of people have trouble like really embracing it, but it's just like, follow the plan. The plan works. Yeah. So think about, talk about some of the sacrifices you guys had to make along the way. Yeah, it's interesting because they they are sacrifices, but I guess it all it's all relative, right? It all depends on how you look at it. Like I don't really look at it like it was like like poor me or it was, you know, of course it sounds good if I dramatize it, but you know, we shared one car with the newborn and I was running a business. So that was a sacrifice. Um, we stopped eating out, we stopped really buying anything other than what we needed. We, you know, we cut our cable, but we still we still don't have cable even even now. And, and it's just, yeah. you know, we don't we don't miss it. And what else did we do? Uh, we, we stopped, you know, we just stopped going away. We, we didn't do vacations for a while. And it was, that was a little bit tr tricky and challenging because, you know, everybody else is kind of doing stuff, going away even family and stuff like that. But we just kind of kept focused on our goal and our vision. And one thing I'll say, you know, for anybody listening is, is I have like not one single part of me has any regret over any of the things we sacrificed. Uh, so that's the good news. Yeah. So talk about relationship with money. What was your relationship with money growing up? So kind of what did you see? 
I mean, it wasn't really talked about a lot. So you guess kind of you kind of learn. Um, you kind of learn just from you know what was not said, and you know, I just I just didn't really learn a lot about it. it. It was interesting because I was actually pretty good with money when I was when I was younger. I remember I saved up about I want to say I saved up about twenty grand when I was like nineteen. And, you know, now I realize how, how, how good that was. I didn't realize yeah. at the time, but I, I was kind of into it, saving money. I liked seeing it grow and I eventually invested it in like tech stocks and I ended up losing it all. So that was, uh, that was a hard lesson. Uh, but then, uh, then I kind of overextended myself on a house and I didn't have uh, some of the foundational principles in place. Um, I grew up in a, you know, I grew up in a, a Christian household, which I'm thankful for. And it just wasn't something that was, you know, my parents were, you know, loving parents and it just wasn't something that was a, a big focus, like how to handle money, what to do with money. It was just kind of like, yeah, some people have it. Some people don't. I was just kind of like the, the general uh, attitude. Yeah. So that's probably how a lot of people grow up. It's not yeah. like your parents sit you down and talk money with you, you know, like yeah. for dad type stuff. But yeah. Um, so if you got people listening right now, how could people improve their relationship with money? I think, um, you know, a lot of times money is, you know, it's kind of, there's, there's kind of other things going on, you know, so I would say, look, look at your relationship with money. And a lot of times, you know, people might be, you know, so let's, let's say you're just overspending, right? It's like, it's like, what is that about? You know, what is that? Where does that come from? What kind of messages did you hear growing up? And, you know, maybe, maybe you're compensating for something, maybe you're looking to kind of fulfill something that, that's, that's, that's the one, that's the one of the things we learned is that it's not going to, it's not going to fulfill like money will never satisfy because there's always going to be more. It's like that whole thing, like how much is enough, just a little bit more. And it's so true. So it's just like, just, I would just encourage people to um, just try to find contentment and, and, and be thankful for what they have and just realize that money's a tool and, you know, and looking at some of those, those beliefs, you know, I, I talk a lot about those false beliefs behind money and those root beliefs. And, you know, there's, I, there's some examples I can give, you know, there's a lot of them, but one of them is like, you know, even in like some spiritual or, or religious circles, like money is the root of all evil. It's like, no, um, that's not, that's not what it says. And uh, so, but, but that's kind of the way people were taught a lot of times in those circles. So it's kind of just learning that that's what they're telling themselves. And, you know, how can they kind of, look at those, acknowledge them for what they are, which are just wrong, right? They're just not true. Um, and, or, you know, or any, you know, it's like that in any, any area, right? Like, you know, I'm not good enough, you know, yeah. so I'm not good enough to, to make, a, to make enough money or to make a lot of money. It's like, well, let's really break that down and acknowledge it for what it is. It's not true. It's a label, which it can never be true. Like nobody's like not good enough. Like, right. It's like, it's like you decide, right. You get to choose like how much value you deliver out there in the world and how much you can make. And so you just kind of start replacing some of those beliefs and just start doing little things to kind of prove to yourself that, that those, those beliefs were wrong. You know, maybe I can never save money. It's like, maybe we'll start saving 10 bucks and let's see if you still believe that. Cause now you're kind of proving yourself wrong and you can start replacing some of those beliefs. So those are just some of the things I, I would I would think through. Yeah, absolutely, man. Beliefs are so important. So you nailed it on that one. And then just like you said, giving yourself little bits of evidence that you are that person. So man, that's yeah. Great and then advice. of course, you know, and you hear like hanging around, you know, different people, and that that helps, right? Getting around people that see things a little bit differently. And so I'm kind of attracted now to I'm I'm just I'm just real passionate about studying money and 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 how different people do with it. And so I've studied a lot of people that are super successful financially, and you just see it's like the whole millionaire next door thing is true. 
uh, for the most part, right? Like the guy that's driving the Toyota is more likely to be a millionaire than the guy driving the Mercedes. There's nothing wrong with the guy with the Mercedes, but just statistically, the other guy is more likely to have more wealth. And you start just kind of just realizing stuff like that. And then eventually you just get, you know, confident with who you are and comfortable with who you are. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what you kind of got into one of my questions I wanted to ask you is kind of who, who do you study? How did you become, you know, a financial guy when before you were in debt? So what, how you, you know, you mentioned Dave Ramsey, what are some more of the books and resources you went through? Oh man, there's so many, man. I, I, I could tell you some of my, some of my favorite, um, or I, podcasts are great. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. There's one podcast in particular. It's uh, it's called the Your Your Fitness Money Coach Podcast. Yeah, so that's, I've heard that's about my, that. That's, that's my podcast. I listen to my own podcast. No, um, uh, I like uh, Millionaires Unveiled. It's a good show. Um, it's just like 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 in depth stories about people that have transformed their finances. So I, I've learned from uh, different people on that. Um, Bigger Pockets is another good one. Um, so just a different podcasts and I've worked with different coaches outside of, uh, you know, the, the Ramsey organization. I've, I've, I've worked with them quite a bit. I was in entree leadership uh, for a while and then I was, I, I've done some other stuff with them. Um, but then other coaches as well. And, and as far as books, uh, you know, it's constantly reading books about money, which is, which I, I recommend for everybody. I have a book coming out myself, but I recommend everybody, you know, just learning more about it. You don't have to be, you don't have to be like the world's best expert in it, but you need to know enough because nobody's, no one's going to really um, watch out for your money like you are. So I, I recommend just getting smarter about it, understanding how it works, understanding how to get and stay out of debt, how to build wealth. Uh, so I'll just, I'll make, I'll recommend a couple of books. So the millionaire next door is a millionaire next door is a classic. That I actually had read before all that happened to me, believe it or not. Uh, but that's one, uh, you know, think and grow rich is probably going to pop up in any, um, any of those conversations. Um, another one is the simple path to wealth. Uh, and of course, Dave Ramsey's books, you know, he's got a bunch. I like the financial peace book, but he also has uh, total money makeover. So those, those are good. Um, Ramit Sethi, I will teach you to be rich is another good book. So yeah, those are, those are all good, uh, good books. Man, what a title. I'll teach you to be rich. That's yeah. right there. That's yeah. marketing good for you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what, so what's, in, what's interesting about some of those books is that a lot of them are just saying like really basic things, you know, and they're just, and they can almost be written in one sentence, you know, for the most part, it's like, I can, I can, I can like share like the, the secret right now, right? The secret is to get and stay out of debt, to spend less than you make and invest the difference. Right. Like if you only did that, right, you'd be crushing it. But, you know, like anything else, like fitness, like you could say, oh, just exercise a little bit more, eat a little bit less. But but then again, there's there's more to it because there's different situations and there's mindsets and all that stuff. Sure. So let's say there's someone in debt right now. Where, what would you say to them? Where, where would they start? Yeah. So I always like uh, one of the steps I talk about is taking inventory. I think it's good to get clear on where you are. So, you know, just figuring out you know, how much debt you have. It could be as simple as pulling out a yellow pad writing it down. You could use a spreadsheet. You could use a fancy app. I'm real old school. I like to just keep it simple, but I would just list all the debts. I would list, um, you know, how much the total amount is. I would list the, the minimum monthly payments. I would list the interest rate and I would just get all that information out there um, and just kind of know what you're dealing with. And it's hard to make a plan when you, when you, when you don't know what you're dealing with. So, so once you know that, it, usually I find with myself and with the people I've worked with, it's less scary than you think. Even when we had so much debt, like when you really get it all out there, you're like, okay, like this is actually, you know, somewhat manageable and you can kind of see yourself taking those. It's just like taking that next step, you know, just take that next step, you know, and, and try to, 
um, you know, try to not get too overwhelmed, even even when it, it is overwhelming, but just try to break it down. And and then you start making your plan. And um, whether it's a debt snowball or however you're going to do it, you're just going to kind of not, you know, knock them out one at a time, you know, and, and just, um, you know, go through like that. Yeah, that's great. I like how you, you know, just give it a name, you know, actually know what you're up against. Yeah. And then I, I believe in the AAA philosophy of action alleviates anxiety. Once you start doing something towards yeah. it, you automatically start feeling better, even if it's something small. So that's great advice. Nice. I like that. So uh, I'm going to ask you uh, just a few things about yourself now. So, yeah. and then we'll get into your podcast here in a minute. Cause I want people to know we, we heard about it a little bit earlier. It's one of the yeah. top ones. So, uh, <laughs> so, you, so you mentioned it earlier, you were uh, an MMA fighter back in the day. So yep. Who would you compare your style to and the guys in the current UFC right now or UFC over the history? What would you compare your style to? Yeah, so I was a uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu stylist. I um, I now I'm a black belt and that was like my whole background. And I did some other things. I did some like Muay Thai kickboxing when I was younger and I and I dabbled in wrestling. And that was like one of the one of the I guess one of the regrets is I kind of wish I had a little bit of a, of a stronger wrestling background when I got into it. So I guess I would be compared to anybody with you know hopefully a pretty strong grappling background um so i mean i, I again i can't really i i, I don't feel right saying you know a particular <laughs> person uh, but you know there's guys that i would say I, I would like to have been compared to if i had gone further you know guys like damian maya who are just like real yeah. you know that would be like you know the more of the goal than actually you know i can i can't say that that was most similar to but i guess style wise and what i would prefer and what i was good at i would say that that kind of thing all right, what was your go-to move in jiu-jitsu? Um, I would say Kimura. Yeah, do you train? Uh, yeah, you're talking to a blue belt. It's practically a black belt. I mean, it's pretty. Oh, much nice, <laughs> nice, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. I would say, I would say, uh, I would say Kimura um, is is probably. I would. That's probably how I would answer that. Um, you know, I, I do like triangle chokes too. Yeah, you got long legs. That's good. Yeah, right? you got the long yep. legs. Yeah. So let's talk about your family a little bit. So how many kids do you have? So I have four four kids you better be good with money yeah i know right i know i have four yeah i had uh three girls and then uh finally got a little boy he's eight months now nice man congrats you got a pandemic baby that's on top of it man that's awesome yeah, you know, i know that's great so uh and what do you like to do in your free time if you have free time what do you do in your free yeah, time? yeah honestly i'm pretty simple man i i like i like spending time with the family whatever we're doing it could be just just hanging out sitting around you know hanging out playing games um yeah, pretty simple stuff. Uh, you know, if it's if it's, you know, like we're going in uh, in in end of June, we're gonna go on a little camping thing, and you know, just kind of being in a cabin, making food together, just doing stuff together. You know, that's kind of really what brings me joy. Um, I really like reading. I enjoy it. I love learning um, the topics that are that are obviously that are, that are interesting to me. Of uh, jujitsu, you mentioned is something I like to do. Um, and I like personal development. I just like it for, for what it is. I like, like personal growth. So I'm constantly looking into different things, whether it's public speaking or just emotional growth uh, and health and stuff like that. I love spending time with my wife. Um, yeah, I'm thinking that's, uh, those are the things I like, I like, I like to work out. I like to be outside. I like to go for walks. I like to, I like to just sometimes in the morning, I just like to like sit there and just like, just be there. Like that's some, one of my favorite yeah. things to do, believe it or not. I hear you, man. Just, yeah. if you're a busy person, you yeah. can appreciate that. You just yep. sit and with four kids, you can probably appreciate that quiet, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so tell me a little bit about my, your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called the Your Fitness Money Coach Podcast. 
and it's uh, it just came out of uh, similar to what uh, what you said when I asked you, and it's it's like I really just enjoy talking to people, learning their stories. It's primarily a financial podcast, um, but I would say financial slash personal development. You know, I had, but I have, I have had different types of guests. I had a real estate expert on there, just trying to expose my audience to different, different aspects to money. I think there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of different ways that you can become successful financially and it's good to learn different ways. And, you know, one way might work for one, one, one might work for another, so, um, you know, the guests range from you know, experts in a particular aspect of finances to uh, fitness professionals that have, um, you know, accomplished different things and sharing their stories. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. So it's great. I, I've listened to it. It's, it's stuff that's kind of geared towards fitness people, but there's, there's basic concepts that anyone can use. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have a decent amount of listeners that aren't fit pros. Like some, a lot of my clients listen to it. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, uh, I agree. It's like, it's more of the marketing like for fit pros, but the, the content applies across the board. Yeah. Yeah. So give the letter and I'll, I'll link that in show notes. So you guys can check it out. So you've had some really great guests. This guy named Joe Martin was on there. I heard that was exactly. pretty killer. So yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey man, well, thank you so much for being on. Do you have any other words of wisdom before you head out? Um, yes, I do. Cause I'm it's something I'm going to write about. I was going to write about it today. Didn't get a chance. So I'm going to write about it tomorrow. So I'll just share. Maybe it'll help somebody. I, I, I love this. I heard um, John Maxwell say it recently. And then I read it in, um, where did I read it? I read it in, uh, in uh, Andy Stanley book, uh, visioneering. And he talks about success. Like we don't, we, we think of success kind of wrong. And we think of success as like use MMA as an example, like the guy who won the MMA championship, like he, he looks successful, right? The guy who became a millionaire, the guy who has this awesome family and that's like the result, that's the benchmark, but the success is actually in the things that led up to that. And I just think that's so powerful because we don't, we don't always think of it that way. Like if I start saving $5 a month when I've never saved any money before, like that's actually successful. It sure. doesn't matter that I'm not a millionaire yet. What matters is that I'm doing that and I'm successful in doing that. So it just, it just really hit me pretty hard because I'm like a, I'm a, an achievement guy. So I want to knock this stuff out. I want to yeah. win. I want to do, but really that's not what it's about. It's about that little conversation I have with my, my three-year-old that, that, you know, that nobody ever knows about, like that's success. So yeah. I just hope that uh, encourages you if you're out there and you're like, just looking to kind of hit that next target, just thinking about like the daily activities and finding success in that. That's great, man. That's a great note to end on right there. And uh, we're, we'll link that in the show notes, your podcast and your fitness stuff, and also your upcoming book, man. When it comes out, let me know. We'll get the word out about that as well. Awesome, man. I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. Hey, appreciate you coming on, man. You have a great day. You too, Joe. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, Billy. Those are great tips on money. And speaking of money, segue, we got some sponsors right here. So it's one, if you could save some money by refinancing your house with Dominic Garver. Check out his website, rocketcitymortgageguide.com. Got some great rates on there, but mainly you want to give him a call, 256-714-1429. Just see what he can do for you. He's going to shoot you straight, give you a great rate. That rhymes. You know it's good. For a local veteran he just worked with, he was able to take $20,000 out, do some home repairs, but also still lowered his monthly payment. It's a pretty cool stuff right there. Give him a call. Check out his website. Also, if you want cool stuff, if you want your business logo or maybe a slogan on a t-shirt, a hat, a tumbler, maybe you want on the wall, vinyl lettering for your wall, check out Apparel Lab. Email them at theapparelab at gmail.com and use Relentless, the coupon code, and save 10%. Just shoot them any ideas you might have and they'll give you some great ideas. Awesome people. And also, if you can go like, share, get the word out about this podcast, that would be awesome too. Hope you have a great day.